You're listening to the voice of dog. I'm Kaki, your faithful fireside companion, and today's story is Bucking the Trend by Madison Keller, who has won a Coyotal Award and two LEO Literary Awards, and his newest book is Ritual of the Ancients by Fanged Fiction, and you can find more of his stories on his webpage. Please enjoy Bucking the Trend by Madison Keller. Theo closed the app on his phone, tapping so hard his hoof-tipped fingers almost broke the screen. Then, for good measure, he tossed it across the room, aiming for his bed where it bounced off the pillow. He was mad, yes, but not angry enough to risk ruining his expensive phone. Why did online dating have to be so hard? Why were guys such jerks? It was Friday, damn it. He should be getting ready for a hot date with a hot buck, not sitting alone in his bedroom. Absently, he reached up to scratch his antler attachments. The surgery had been six months ago. They were healing nicely, but they still itched. He glanced around the small room and spotted his phone laying on top of his empty backpack. His eyes ran over a poster on his wall that showed a green, leafy forest. On impulse, he grabbed the empty bag and started stuffing clothing into it. It might be October, but it hadn't gotten that cold yet. He was going camping. On his way out the door, he snagged some butter out of the fridge and an acorn squash and a few onions out of the garden, stuffing them into his pack on top of his clothes. He opened his car door and tossed his bag into the passenger seat before ducking down to slide into the driver's side. He didn't duck low enough for the height of his new antlers and they bounced off the door for him, painfully pulling at his new scars. Ouch, he snarled, standing back up and rubbing at the top of his head. Stupid things. He grabbed the base and twisted, detaching one antler and then the other. He tossed them onto the passenger seat next to his backpack and then got behind the wheel. He wove out of the city and then headed up a canyon into the mountains. As the green trees whipped by the windows, he could feel himself starting to relax. This had been a good idea. There was a pull-off ahead near a trailhead. About ten miles up the trail were some campsites he'd used before that were first come first serve. This time of year there shouldn't be anyone else up there. He parked and got out of the car, shivering as the cold air hit the fur on his arms. Ever since he started testosterone, he'd been warmer and been having to wear less layers, but he still had an emergency sweatshirt stashed everywhere he frequented. He got a hoodie out of the back seat and pulled it on over his head, reflecting as he did so that there were benefits to removable antlers. His cis-guy friends all had to buy zip-up hoodies and button-up shirts because they couldn't get the pullover stuff over their antlers. Speaking of antlers, Theo pulled his off the passenger seat and reattached them before shrugging on the backpack. This time of year there wasn't much birdsong, but even the sound of the wind rustling through the leaves around him as he hiked relaxed him still further. His hooves and legs were sore from the hike up by the time he reached the campsite at the top of the rise. As he predicted, he had his pick of the spots. Only one other tent was visible, pitched at the far end of the campsite and almost hidden by the trees. In his haste, Theo hadn't packed a tent, but the weather forecast was clear. He set his bag down in a camping spot and went to gather twigs and logs to start a campfire. It wasn't long before his fire was merrily burning away in the brick fire pit closest to the spot he'd picked, away from the other camper. There was only one pit for every four campsites. Not that that was an issue tonight. He pulled out the squash and set it on the bricks by the fire to warm up. Then with a stick, he pushed the burning log away to make room for the two onions. He put them inside the pit, as far from the fire as he could get them, nestled up against the brick edge of the pit. 
Almost immediately, the scent of roasting onion wafted up from their skins where they rested against the hot bricks. Now that the squash was warm, he pulled out his big pocket knife and rolled the squash onto its side, preparing to cut the top off. Just as he was slashing down with the knife, a deep male voice came out of the darkness behind him. Wow, that smells good. Theo jumped in surprise and his knife missed the top of the squash. The blade bounced off the bricks with a ping, putting a big dent in the edge. Theo turned to glare at the newcomer, ready to give him a piece of his mind, but instead his mouth just opened and closed uselessly. The stranger had moved closer, giving Theo a good view of him in the light of the fire. The stranger turned out to be the most handsome buck Theo had ever seen, with long lashes, big black eyes, and soft-looking tan fur that Theo wanted to run his fingers through. The buck wore a zip-up black jacket and jeans. Gah, was all Theo managed to spit out. The stranger leaned closer, closing his eyes and flaring his nostrils. Is that onion and squash? Uh, yeah, Theo finally got out. What was this about? Why was this buck drooling over his food? It smells delicious. The buck opened his eyes, flashed Theo a smile, and crossed his legs to settle down next to Theo. Mind if I sit with you? Theo's eyes widened. I, uh, no, I don't mind, he stuttered out. Picking back up his knife, Theo sighed over the damage to the blade. Ruined. But it should still be sufficient to cut the top off his squash. He wiped the blade off on his pants and then sawed off the top of the squash. Setting aside the top, he used the knife to scoop out the seeds and then plopped the cube of butter from his bag into the opening. He set the top back on and then nestled the squash into the ashes in front of his roasting onions. Normally he'd hold it on with toothpicks, but in his haste to leave the house he'd neglected to pack any. However, he'd cut it at an angle and that was enough to keep the top from falling inside. "'What are you doing?' the stranger asked, cocking his head as he watched. Don't you need a pan or something? Nope, Theo said, using the knife tip to carefully rotate the onions so that they cooked evenly. You can cook them directly in the fire. Once they're done, you just peel the skins off and eat the insides. He laid the pocket knife in the dirt next to him, since with the blade bent, he couldn't flip the blade back into the handle, and turned to the stranger, holding out a hand. I'm Theo, by the way. Lucas, the buck replied, reaching out and firmly shaking Theo's proffered hand. His hoof-tipped fingers scraped Theo's as Lucas withdrew. A thrill went down Theo's spine, and the urge to flee from this handsome buck became nearly overwhelming. Behind him, his tail popped up flagging white with his fear, and Theo was glad it was dark so Lucas couldn't see how nervous he was. It was dark enough now that he could no longer see the tent through the trees, but he pointed in the direction he thought it was. That your tent? Yeah, Lucas sighed, and leaned back to rest on his hands. Being October, I thought I'd be the only one out here. <laughs> Me too, Theo admitted, wondering again why, if the stranger had come up here to be alone, he'd come over to join Theo at this fire. Your onions smell delicious, he said, as if he'd heard Theo's unasked questions. Theo shrugged, but inside he was smiling. They really did smell great. Thanks. His reply was cut off by a loud growl coming from Lucas's stomach. The lining of the handsome buck's ears turned pink and he glanced away, putting a hand up to his stomach. Um, would you like to share my meal? Theo asked. It probably would have been too much for just himself anyway. He'd been planning to save the second onion and part of the squash for breakfast, but he could just wait till he got back to the city to eat. Were you not able to get dinner before you came camping? It's a kind of long story, 
Lucas leaned forward to rest his face in his hoof hands, causing Theo to have to dodge to the side to avoid having one of the long tines coming from the far end of Lucas's rack snagging on his hoodie. Lucas noticed his flinch and groaned, scooting his butt over a few inches on the dirt and tilting his head away. You're lucky yours are so small, Lucas grumbled. Actually, Theo had begged his surgeon to give him bigger antlers, but she'd stood firm. Smallest model attachment only for the first year, to give the implants time to heal properly and for him to get used to the extra weight on his head. Uh, yeah, was all he managed to stammer out. To cover his embarrassment, he picked up his knife and pushed up so that he could give all three of the roasting vegetables a turn so that they cooked evenly. When he was done, he settled back down at an angle, turned more toward Lucas, but not so far that he couldn't keep an eye on his cooking. Well, it's going to be at least another hour before these are done. I'll tell you my story if you tell me yours. Deal? Theo held out a hoof hand toward Lucas, who was still slumped over, hiding his face in his hooves. Fine. Lucas reached up and shook Theo's hoof without looking up. You first. Fine, Theo groaned. It had been his idea to pass the time this way after all. I'm up here to get away from everyone because, well, I'm frustrated that I haven't been on a date in two years. It's Friday night. I should be at a club with a hot doe or a handsome buck, not sitting at home alone watching reruns of Dr. Hooves. Now Theo mimicked Lucas's pose, hiding his face. He hadn't meant to admit quite so much, especially about his geeky love of the Doctor. Well, might as well throw it all out there now. And yes, I know I could just go to the club by myself, but I've tried that, it's boring. And no one looks twice at a tiny little, uh, buck like me. He risked a glance out through his hoofs at Lucas. The bigger buck had straightened back up, resting his hoof hands in his lap. He was giving Theo a confused look. So, Lucas said, you didn't want to be home alone tonight, so you came up here to be alone? Well, when you put it like that... Theo sighed and absentmindedly ran a hoof along the base of an antler. I don't know why I came up here. I just wanted to clear my head, I guess. Not worry about being dateless for the thousandth night in a row. Makes sense, Lucas said with a nod. Theo turned and checked on the onions and poked the squash, giving them each another quarter turn before settling back down and looking at Lucas. Your turn. <laughs> it's stupid, Lucas said, drawing in the dirt to his side with a hoofed finger. Stupider than coming up to the mountains to be alone because I didn't want to be at home alone? Theo snorted. That drew a belly laugh from Lucas. <laughs> Actually, yes, it is. He fell silent, staring into the fire. Theo sat quietly, waiting while Lucas gathered up the nerve to speak. Beside him, sap in the branches he'd gathered snapped and popped. The wind rushed through the unseen branches overhead and blew straight through Theo's thin hoodie. He shivered and rubbed his arms with his hoof hands, scooting closer to the fire. Oh, are you cold? Lucas asked. I have an extra hoodie in my tent. Theo shivered and said through clacking teeth, Sure. Be right back. Lucas got to his feet and stumbled away into the dark. Branches snapped and he heard Lucas cursing. He wondered why such a prepared hiker, one with extra warm clothes and a nice tent, didn't seem to have basics like food or a flashlight. Not that he was any better prepared. Theo tended to his cooking while he waited for Lucas to return. A few minutes later, cracking branches and muttered curses heralded Lucas's return. 
He plopped down next to the fire and wordlessly handed Theo a zip-up sweatshirt that smelled like mud and, even in the dim light of his campfire, looked none too clean. No matter. Warmth was warmth. It was actually good that it was far too big for him because he was easily able to put it on over top his other sweatshirt and still have room to zip up. He pushed up the two long sleeves. Thanks. Lucas's teeth flashed in the dim light. You're welcome. Least I can do in trade for the first meal I'll be having in days. Wait, days? Theo stared at the buck. Now that he thought about it, he hadn't seen any other cars parked in any of the lots or along the road on his way up here. Had he hiked here from somewhere else? Yeah. Lucas ducked his head again and looked away. I've wanted to hike the Pacific Crest Trail for ages. I'm planning to do a full trail starting next spring. This trip is kind of a practice run. I was supposed to hike from Seattle down to Portland and then catch the train back home. Now it was Theo's turn to look confused. Supposed to? Well, uh, I kind of ran into a snag. You ran out of food, didn't you? Theo chuckled as he crossed his arms and shook his head. Yeah, the buck hung his head. I did, he whispered. You know it's another 50 miles to Portland, Theo said, thinking of how long it had taken him just to drive up here. Without food, Lucas would never make it the three or four more days it would take him to hike in. I can give you a ride to the train station in the morning. That'd be great, Lucas said with a groan, pulling his knees to his chest and resting his chin on them. What about your flashlight? I noticed you stumbling around in the dark. Did you forget it? Ran out of batteries. Those things are heavy, but I guess I skimped a little too much. I should have taken the clerk up on that purchase of a solar charged battery pack after all, Lucas sighed. Theo leaned over and patted Lucas's leg as he sat up to check on the cooking before picking up his bent knife. He poked at the flesh of the acorn squash with the flat of the blade, and it easily dented the side. The squash was done. He set the knife down on the edge of the fire pit and used the fingertips of each of his hoof hands to pick up the hot squash on either side. The thick keratin nubs at the ends of each finger weren't affected by the heat. He set the squash on the bricks and then checked the onions, which were browned to perfection. He carefully picked up each one and set them on either side of the squash. Next, Theo grabbed the squash's stem and lifted off the top. Steam and a strong aroma of roasted squash and butter rolled out of the opening. Lucas's head popped up and his big nostrils flared. Theo closed his eyes and inhaled deeply, salivating at the scent. This was the best part of any meal. He heard Lucas shifting around and then felt the heat of his body as he pressed close to Theo. Theo opened his eyes and glanced over at Lucas. The buck was even more handsome up close, if that were possible. But now that he was closer to Theo and the light of the fire, he could see the dirt marking the buck's fur and see the big black circles under his eyes. Here, that onion's yours. Theo picked up the knife and gently tapped the head of the onion closest to Lucas. Peel off the outer layers and then you can just eat the inside like an apple. Lucas grabbed the onion. Hot, hot! He juggled it back and forth for a moment before he was able to get a grip with his fingertips. Steam billowed out as he peeled back the outer layers. Lucas didn't even wait until he had the whole thing done. As soon as there was enough room to take a bite, he began chomping at the onion's soft, white insides. While Lucas devoured his onion, Theo used his knife to cut the acorn squash in half. Butter ran over his hands and scalded his palms. He used the blade of the knife to clumsily scoop out the seeds. Belatedly, he realized that Lucas probably had utensils like spoons in his tent that would have made this job easier. He turned to Lucas intending to ask, but the buck was so engrossed in his food that Theo just shrugged and finished up as best as he could with the knife. 
He held up Lucas's half of the acorn squash as the buck was finishing up the last few bites of his onion. Lucas's eyes lit up, and he tossed the onion peel aside to take the squash. Just like the onion, peel off the outside and eat, Theo said as he passed the golden squash over to Lucas. The outside of the squash was singed since it was closer to the fire, but that didn't matter, because you generally didn't eat the skin anyway. By the time Theo had finished speaking, Lucas had already stuck the end of his muzzle into the squash and taken a big bite right from the centre. Lucas mumbled something unintelligible around a mouthful of squash and kept eating. Theo laughed and picked up his own squash half. Peeling back the skin on one edge, Theo took a big bite. Normally he would have added salt and pepper at this stage, or even some cinnamon, rosemary and maple syrup if he had a sweet tooth that day, but even with just butter, the squash's flesh melted in his mouth. Theo took his time, savouring each bite. He'd only eaten about half of his piece when Lucas let out a big sigh and laid down on his back. The tines of his antlers dug into the dirt behind him. That was the best meal I've ever had. Theo chewed and swallowed, then laughed. I think that's just your starvation talking. No way, man. Lucas closed his eyes and patted his belly. Delicious. Well, thanks. Lucas lay there in contented silence as Theo finished eating. He thought the bigger buck had fallen asleep. After he'd cleared up the discarded squash and onion skins by tossing them into the fire to burn, he leaned over Lucas, intending to shake him gently awake. The buck's eyes snapped open before Theo even touched him. Theo froze as Lucas met his gaze. Smiling, the buck rolled onto his side and propped his head up with one hoof hand to look at Theo, who was still frozen with indecision. I noticed you don't have a tent. Theo gulped. Uh, no, he whispered. It's nice enough. I was just going to sleep under the stars. He shivered as a gust of cold wind blew through all his layers and ruffled the fur of his chest. Theo's smile widened, and he reached forward with his other hand to pull the zipper of the hoodie he'd loaned Theo up until it rested snugly against his throat. Your choice, he winked, but my tent is big enough for two. Heat flooded Theo's cheeks and he fell back to land on his rump. He watched, speechless, as Lucas stood up and stretched slowly, then strutted off into the dark in the direction of his two-deer tent. Theo's eyes fixed on Lucas's ass, nicely defined by his hiking jeans. His white-edged tail protruded out above his shorts, waving like a flag and highlighting the soft curves of Lucas's rear end. It would have been a glorious exit as he vanished into the dark, except that it was immediately followed by a loud curse and a thud. Then Lucas said from the dark, I'm okay! Antlers just caught in a branch. Theo shook his head as he got to his hooves, able to follow Lucas's trip back to the tent by the sounds of snapping branches and muffled curses. He looked at the dwindling fire and then at his own tiny backpack sitting next to an empty space on the dirt. He did have a thin, rolled-up camping mat in his bag, but he knew from experience just how thin it really was. Lucas probably didn't have anything cushier. Having to haul everything on one's back meant packing light. But he did have a tent to protect against some of this arctic wind. And then there was Lucas himself. The buck was very hot and had made his interest very clear. However, Theo was nervous how the buck would react to finding out who's trans. Plus, well, he wasn't sure he actually wanted to have sex with Lucas, even as hot as he was. He shivered again and realized he should take Lucas up on the offer of the warmer tent. So far, Lucas hadn't been pushy and seemed to respect boundaries. He'd go, at least, and see how it went. His instinct was that if he asked to stop, Lucas would respect that. Nervously, Theo picked up his bag and began feeling his way toward Lucas's tent. 
When he got there, he could hear the buck rooting around inside. Theo tried to knock on the tent wall, but his fist just made a whooshing sound on the fabric. Hello? Lucas? There was a sound of a zipper opening. All of a sudden, light spilled out of something in Lucas's hand, blinding Theo. He fell back with a cry, covering his eyes. Oh, sorry. The blinding light dimmed somewhat. Theo blinked against the glare to see Lucas holding up a tiny lantern. I found one more battery. Guess it had gotten rolled into that hoodie I loaned you. Come in, come in. Theo awkwardly climbed inside, careful not to catch his antlers on the fabric. Not that it mattered. The area around the zipper and the top of the tent were covered in a variety of small puncture marks that had been crudely patched with duct tape. He sat his bag down and crawled to the side so that Lucas could zip the tent shut. Theo already felt considerably warmer. He unzipped Lucas's hoodie and took it off, tossing it onto a pile of Lucas's things on one end of the tent. Lucas set the lantern on the floor of the tent and then moved to sit next to Theo. You came, he said with a smile. Yes, but uh, there's something I have to tell you first, Theo said quickly, trying to quash down his nervousness. Lucas deserved to know before things went any further. Oh? Lucas sat back and turned to fully face Theo, crossing his legs. Does it have to do with you being trans? Because I already figured it out back at the fire. You did? Theo stared at him, mouth gaping open. How? Lucas gestured at Theo's pullover hoodie. Dead giveaway, dude. First thing you should do if you want to pass better, get rid of all your pullovers and buy zip-ups. Cis guy whitetails don't buy pullovers. They wouldn't be able to get them on for half the winter until the antlers fell off. <laughs> of course. Theo let out a laugh of half relief and half wonderment. Not only was Lucas taking it really well, he was giving Theo tips on passing. Wait. Theo gave Lucas a startled glance. You knew when you flirted with me? You don't mind? <laughs> I don't mind. I like guys and you're cute. Lucas held up a hand. Also, I swear this is not a pity fuck after hearing your story. Those guys and girls who turned you down don't know what they're missing. You're adorable, a great cook and an excellent listener. Theo felt his ears and muzzle getting warm as he blushed. Oh. Plus? Lucas lowered his voice conspiratorially. I'm kind of jealous you can take your antlers off when they get in the way. He glanced up at the duct tape covered top of his tent. Theo let out a laugh. It is kind of convenient, he admitted. A thrill went through him, and he leaned down to plant a kiss on Lucas's nose. Right there, the lantern flickered and died, plunging them into darkness. Lucas must have moved because Theo's muzzle landed right against the end of Lucas's. He didn't protest as Lucas pulled him in for a long kiss. This was Bucking the Trend by Madison Keller. Read for you by Kaki, your faithful fireside companion. You can find more stories on the web at thevoice.dog or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.